Mm-mm-mm, time to stir the pot. And what better way to do it with than the good old-fashioned whiteboard. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of what I'm going to call Clickbait of the Week. And honestly, I hope I don't have to do one of these every freaking week, but there just seems to be so much crap out there, and somebody's got to say something about it, right? So the goal of this show is going to be me taking a look at the questionable information that gets circulated around and the people who promote that said questionable information that circulates around the so-called truth or awakening or disclosure movement, whatever you want to call it. So I must iterate here because I know some folks out there might get upset, they might misconstrue my intentions or what I'm saying, and I know there's going to be a bunch of shills out there too, talking crap after I film these videos, but I'm not bashing, I'm not attacking, I'm not dividing in these videos, okay? My goal here is to simply get people critically thinking, analyzing their idols, their influencers a little bit better taking note of what they say. I don't want you to stop listening to or, you know, not like whoever I might be talking about in these videos. What I'm calling for is for you to just maybe listen a little more closely if you follow any of them. Maybe pick up contradictions that might be out there. And it must be understood that even well-intentioned, good-hearted people can still get it wrong, okay? I typically give people a lot of benefit of the doubt. I'm very patient with behaviors that I observe, but over time, when the red flags just keep going up, then it's like, mm, okay, we gotta say something about it because we can't let our audiences get misled. And there, unfortunately, just seems to be very little accountability and responsibility in the truth movement, especially with these influencers and these different personalities. So I just hate to see people's time and energy and emotions get wasted, and also their money get wasted too, from a lot of these folks just literally making shit up, or falling for the dumbest shit with zero common sense. So, let's bring some common sense back into the picture, and here's going to be the topics for today. We're going to touch on the official McAfee, the so-called John McAfee Telegram account that is definitely duping a lot of people. It's been a scam for few weeks, few months now. We're also going to stay on Telegram and talk about the Trump coin phenomenon. <laughs> Telegram, man, it's a wonderful place, but it is a freaking cesspool at the same time. It's a blessing and a curse. We'll also touch on the quantum financial system scammers. There's a couple of influencers that have been out there for a year or two now, a little bit, and they are still clickbaiting with this quantum financial system or Nazara or reevaluation of currencies. A lot of names, they give this sort of general theme, general rhetoric, but it's all crap. <laughs> it's really crap. So we'll take a look at that. I'll show you a couple clips of what they've been saying too. I'll sauce a lot of what I'm talking about here, unlike some of these influencers that don't bring any evidence or proof for what they're saying. We're going to take a look at Mel Q's post. Mel Q was dark for a little while, resurfaced, made a post on her Telegram decoding some Q posts, and I was featured in them. So we'll cover that. And then lastly, go through the UFO Insider Boys. Yes, that's uh, Wilcott, Corey Good, and Michael Sala. They've been saying some things, doing some content again, and a couple fumbles, unfortunately, a couple fumbles that we need to make note of and ask some 
hard questions about. So we'll start with the LARP McAfee Telegram channel. Now, this Telegram channel has actually been around for a few months now. It surfaced not long after John McAfee passed away, if he passed away, story for another time. But this Telegram channel is not John McAfee, come on now. And if you read the posts, they've been very Q-like, riddle-type posts, very vague, and just basically using John McAfee, in my opinion, to clickbait with. The account has 300,000 followers. Over that, I highly doubt all of those are actually humans. You can buy followers on Telegram. It's pretty easy to do. Pretty sure I've seen some people do it before. And today, though, these past 24, 48 hours, this has been going viral for dropping a lot of documents, a lot of Word files, a lot of PDFs, dozens and dozens of them. And people are actually thinking that this LARP channel on Telegram is dropping new disclosures or bombshells or something to that effect. And to add to the cluster mess, right after I got done filming this video, the McAfee account posted a fundraiser from fundraiser.com that it looks like whoever's behind this account set up. And it says, help Team McAfee give back to save the children. Venezuela Thanksgiving feast for food. Yeah, I would be real careful donating to that, especially when you have no idea who the heck is behind this account. Looking more and more like a money scam, folks and some influences that are fanning those flames, fanning those ideas, are Juan O'Savin, I call him Wayne O'Savin because his real name's Wayne, or sometimes I call him Wrong O'Savin, but Juan O'Savin and David Nino. So, last night, Juan O'Savin went onto David Nino's show and literally said, wasn't even vague about it, usually he, you know, talks for hours with word salad psychobabble and doesn't say anything, but he straight up directly insinuated that official McAfee is being run by the same people who ran 17, i.e. Q. Uh, the, McA the McAfee, I say McAfee, but it's McAfee. Um, uh, disclosures, which started last night. So that's uh, legit, her... right? The McAfee disclosures on Telegram are legit, Juanito? Yeah, totally. Uh, remember, I went and looked at it. I don't even know what the fuck I'm looking at. It's like all code and shit. I don't know what I'm reading. Okay, look, I, I, I think I said it to your audience before. I'll say it again. Um, it's plausible denial. At the end of the day, it's the same crew has been running the 17th letter of the alphabet stuff. Oh, okay, uh, so, so you're saying the same denial. crew that's running the McAfee are the same people running the 17th al alphabet, the letter in the alphabet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying Q team is freaking buying this channel. <laughs> oh my gosh. And saying it was legit too. And then Nino's like, no way. And that started going around that idea that Q was behind it. Like, come on, man. So that needs to be set straight. And unfortunately, this is not the first time that Wano Saban has been on David Nino's show pumping this channel. He did it a couple of weeks ago. I think exactly two weeks ago. Wano Savin went on a David Nino interview and said, ooh, everybody needs to follow this McAfee channel. There's gonna be some you know, bombshells posted later this evening or something to that effect. Comes around, this McAfee Telegram channel drops this long post where it was thanking their audiences and then asking for crypto donations. Yes, Bitcoin XRP wallet addresses in this post. It's a freaking crypto scam garbage Telegram channel. And my God, I can't believe Juan Osamen is pumping that on David Nino's channel. Somebody who's moved the goalpost so much that they could have circumnavigated the freaking earth by now, 
might be out of the solar system with how many times this dude has moved the goalpost over the last, you know, year, Wano Saban. And actually, he's been doing interviews for different radio shows and blog channels for a lot of years, five, six years. He used to go by W the Intelligence Insider <laughs> back in 2015-ish. Now, you know, still doing interviews with his boots. So anyway, blows my mind that that's going around and people believe him. And poor David, poor David Nino. He's like wrapped around the thumb of these guys and just never questions them. It's weird, right? A lot of these folks do interviews with each other and they never question each other in them, even when it's just crazy stuff. Never ask for evidence. Blows my mind. Hmm. Okay, moving on from that, let's talk about the Trump coin scam. If you're on Telegram, I know, you know you've seen this one. It is a pain in the ass, especially me having a chat section on Telegram. I am deleting sometimes 10 freaking Trump coin posts under every post I make. Ugh. Anyway, so somebody actually reached out to me last week and wanted me to run a post. Basically wanted me to do some marketing for them and they offered me $500. <laughs> I didn't respond for a few days. I got another message. It said, I'll offer you $1,500 for one slot. I was like, one slot of what? He didn't tell me when he wanted me to promote. And then I asked, well, what is it? Can I see a picture? Finally sent me a picture. I knew it was gonna be a Trump coin. It was a freaking Trump coin. So, I was like, well, you know, I want to see it first. Can you send me one? He's like, okay, I'll send you one. So I gave him my P.O. Box address and I didn't respond for a couple of days. Finally comes around uh, that another influencer on Telegram who has a channel got reached out to by the same guy. He uh, was asking, you know, where are you from, dude? Where are you from? The guy originally told me Macedonia, which is Eastern Europe. Tells my friend that he's from America gives my friend my P.O. Box address. So foreign coin scammer is giving my P.O. Box address to other people trying to say he's from America. Meanwhile, his phone number, he accidentally left his phone number for public viewing on Telegram. It was a plus eight four caller code. That's the caller code from Vietnam. <laughs> tells people, tells me he's from Eastern Europe, tells other people he's from America. I find out that's a Vietnam number. Once I find out that he's given other people my address, I call his ass out, I send him a message, he blocks me, erases the whole chat, didn't hear from him again. <laughs> and then another dude like reached out to me the next day. It's crazy, these are foreign run scams, people just looking for money, right? And then you gotta understand, if you see it on somebody's Telegram channel, if they make an actual post, speaking of like some of the people that do interviews with Nino and all that, Michael Jaco, I've seen Trump coin posts on his channel, I think Santa's surfing too. Scott McKay, like one of his backup channels, I think posts them now. But uh, they get money for that, they do. If you see it in people's chat comments, those are just bots. There's so many artificial intelligence bots that post them, just spam them all over the place. It's such a pain in the ass. And uh, I've seen some people leave Telegram because of it, because of the LARP celebrity posts and the Trump coin posts and yeah, I mean, that might be, you know, one of their goals, try to drive us off one of the only platforms we're congregating on for truth these days. But anyway, yeah, it's just, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. It, but it is a really easy way to figure out who sells out, who's pretty clickbaity or not, right? See where the Trump coin posts are. And uh, also, Shill Summer, or excuse me, Will Summer for the Daily Beast. 
is now going to be writing an article on the Trump coin. He sent me an email this morning and said, hey, I noticed you've been talking about it. Hope you're doing well. They're so freaking disingenuous, these media snakes. But uh, he asked me for comment. It's crazy. So no doubt he's going to try to make the truth movement and Q movement look like opportunistic grifters with the whole Trump coin thing, which is a foreign ran scam in the first place. So that's my reporting on that. Figured out some stuff talking to one of those freaking scammers <laughs> on Telegram. Now let's move on to the quantum financial system. So not really a surprise with this one, but a Simon Parks is scamming with this thing again. I found a video from a couple of weeks ago where uh, he was telling his followers that this was on a Thursday, maybe a Wednesday this was filmed. He was telling his followers that this coming Monday, which would have been September 20th, that the quantum financial system is going to be activated and the funds, the so-called money behind it, like magic money we're all supposed to get, right? The money is going to start rolling out in a couple of weeks. Literally what he said. I'll play a clip. If it is what we hope, then we know that tomorrow, tomorrow we go live with the quantum financial system, which means that by Monday, uh, it, all the financial stuff should have been done. So it's incredibly, incredibly exciting. So that means that, uh, you know, we go into the first phase and then something between, I don't know, two weeks, four, five, six weeks, no more than six weeks, we get our structural funds to start our projects and doing all the things that spiritual people want to do. Obviously, you know, how many freaking times have Simon Parks and Charles Ward said, oh, the QFS is coming next week, next week, next week. You can literally go to the very beginning of Charles Ward's BitChute channel, watch his first like three videos from April last year, so a year and a half ago, saying the same thing. QFS is coming next week, next week, next week. Isn't Charles Ward the head of the quantum financial system? According to him himself, he is. Why are we hearing this all from Simon Parks? <laughs> anyway, today, so Simon Parks said that a couple of weeks ago, QFS is coming, right? I roll. Today, or a couple of days ago, excuse me, Simon Parks and Charles Ward are now saying that greed will kill the RV. They put out this interview they did with each other on the 27th, three days ago, claiming that people are getting greedy, so that's why the revaluation isn't coming. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just greed gone mad. And finally, that this RV could have been done a lot sooner, but this greed is absolutely derailing the whole process. Now, you know that I did manage to grab a quick chat with somebody from the team a while back, mm -hmm. and they were thoroughly pissed off. Yeah. And their words to me were, and it's not bullshit, their words to me were, if this continues, we will actually pull the plug on the whole thing. Now that wasn't a threat. That was they were so sick of it. So I am actually putting that out to everyone that there's in danger of this whole system being frozen for maybe three months or six months, um, and nobody in their right mind wants that. Simon Park said he talked to a member of the quantum financial system team and said the people are too greedy, so they're holding off on it. Huh? Convenient frickin' excuse. This shit never comes, and you know. Speaking of moving the goalposts, <laughs> they all do it. They all freaking do it. And what an excuse to get out of it, too. And how, uh, how manipulative to their audiences. How gross, right? 
just stringing them along like that, dangling the carrot that they'll never get right in front of their audience's faces. And then it, it fosters this sort of like Stockholm syndrome where people get upset that it doesn't happen. And then they go through the fear and they're real scared. So they need more of that hopium. So they go back to their influencers to get another hit and then it doesn't happen. They get scared. It's just like this nasty cycle that happens, right? It's psychologically devastating. When people listen to these kind of folks just clickbait and grift with the same stuff over and over again, get their hopes up, they get down, hopes up again, hopes down, that can lead to depression, which is why, a serious depression too, which is why I gotta call these guys out. I have to do it. It's in my like heart. I feel like I need to do it to help people out there, newbies, you know, people who don't have all the time in the day. They work nine to five, so they don't have the time to, to figure these guys out. Well, I do, so here you go. The last thing I want to say about the QFS thing, how can we enable that, right? It's like Nino enabling Wano Saban to say the crap on his channel. How can people like Mel Kay and the others, you know, Scott McKay and all these folks, Michael Jacob, how can they all just keep enabling each other? Nicholas Veniamen, they all do, you know, they're in that little network. They all do interviews with each other, never question each other. They just let it happen. And then when they're questioned about it, like, hey, Mel Kay, why do you keep interviewing with Charles Ward and Simon Parks? So, you know, they just make up something like, oh, they're nice guys. Or, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. It's just what they say. I don't endorse it. But you're platforming it. But you're putting it on your freaking channel and letting people hear it and believe it. And come on. Lame excuses, folks. Lame excuses. All right. Mel Q. Not to be confused with Mel K. Mel Q is, you know, two different people. But... Mel Q, she was, she, I, I really hope the best for her. Honestly, I do. She's been, uh, she's been doing her thing on Twitter and Telegram for a couple of years now, putting posts out there. She's been decoding, from her perspective, decoding a lot of Q's drops. And, uh, you know, they've been getting a little weird. And then she went dark for a couple of weeks. And then she surfaced, like a week or two back. She was dark for a while, didn't say anything. She surfaced with a post. And this post was about me. And I'll put a screenshot of it up. Honestly, I, I really have no clue what she was trying to say. And unfortunately, that goes for a lot of her decodes these last, these recent months, right? Like, what is she saying? Um, it looks like she's insinuating I'm not a non. Not a non, you can see like a little underline there. And also that since I was cued, I'm like a CIA asset because Twitter is a CIA asset. Uh, I, that looks like what she was trying to insinuate. I have no idea how she was making those connections. A lot of people take that drop that I got queued in way out of context. All that happened was that I found Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter. He was following some accounts from Anonymous, the, ha the hacking collective Anonymous. The accounts he was following was at your non news, I think or it was at Yoranon Central, one of those two. I think it was Yoranon News. Anyway, Anonymous is a total deep state op. And I noticed that Anonymous was activated heavily last year to start pushing a lot of pro-deep state, pro-BLM, pro-Amtifa propaganda. So I noticed, oh, Jack follows Yoranon News. Yoranon News heavily attacking Q. Well, I'm gonna make a post about that. I did, Q queued it and said, um, Anonymous was a creation, that account that I found was a creation from Twitter. That's why Jack was following it created to combat Q, AKA U. That's all it meant. So Q was just piggybacking off the connection I found and then adding to it, that's it. 
not saying I was CIA or not Anon. I'm like one of the OG Anons, man. So yeah, really weird. Honestly, I feel like Melkew might've just been butthurt. There's a lot of claims out there, like Melkew's account got hacked and all these things. I just, I'm not buying it. I think she just might be upset that I've publicly said a few things about her decodes and I'm like, gotta calm these down. Uh, we tried talking to her multiple times and she just kept doing it and it kept getting worse. So we ended up booting her out of We The Media on Telegram. We uh, booted Mel Q out of the page just because it wouldn't, it wouldn't stop. And yeah, she just might be really upset of that, but I really hope the best for her. I really do. Although it's just, again, people can't get misled by this weird crap, man. And then making it personal, like calling me a CIA goon, friggin', uh, uh, gotta be aware of those garbage decodes. All right, guys. And there's a lot, there's a lot of different telegram channels that just, they still try to decode Q posts and they make up the most asinine shit that it's, you know, it's really done for clicks and it's confusing people. And it really is what makes the Q movement look bad. And, you know, you go out into mainstream world, they joke around like, oh, the red string decodes and JFK Jr. stuff and all these things and Gematria. And they make fun of the Q movement and they try to attach these things that have nothing to do with Q to Q. Well, that's, that's how it happens. The clickbaiters out there, you know, all these weird things from the decodes to the flat earth, to the Nazara, to the JFK Jr., to the, you know, uh, anyway, so beware of the garbage decodes. Last one, UFO insider boys. So uh, we'll go through this one rapid fire. Start off with Wilcock. He's doing YouTube videos again. Uh, he was quiet there for a long time, but he's doing videos again, and they're actually not that bad. I like Wilcock. I find him valuable when he's talking about consciousness information and ancient history and deeper esoteric science and things like that. I, I find his content helpful, but... He could definitely say in like an hour that he takes four hours to say, and he's got a new insider. And I'm like, oh man, I hope this doesn't turn into a mess. I really hope it doesn't, right? But the insider thing, we've heard it for so long. We've heard it from over a decade from Wilcock. And this insider, they're calling him Ben. And the way that David is promoting it on his landing page is that he's the new Tesla of our generation. And that just sets up. I'm like, oh God, how are they, how are they framing this? But uh, anyway, there's that. Sala, Dr. Michael Sala, he, you know, he's really into his alien contactees now, Elena Denon and Megan Rose. He's really into them. And quite honestly, they seem like really nice ladies. I, I don't get a bad vibe from their intention, but they are saying things that is that are so out there, oh man, it, and honestly, it's weird, and I don't believe, I don't believe much of it, and I really wonder where these guys are getting their ideas, I've, it's odd, they're saying weird things about Q, they're saying a lot of stuff about Elon Musk, some things that are provably wrong, so for instance, there's a couple fumbles that Dr. Michael Sala make, one was last week, he saw this tweet from Elon Musk about UFOs, okay? Dr. Michael Sala made a tweet that said, Elon Musk deleted his tweet about UFOs. Is it because he had to sign an NDA? My sources say that Elon Musk had a meeting with ETs around Jupiter or some shit like that. It was like, what? His source being, I think Elena Denon or something for that claim. Meanwhile, Elon Musk never deleted that UFO tweet. It's still there, it's still up, you can go find it. So Sala was thinking Elon Musk deleted that tweet 
and then just went into left field. He went out of the stadium. He went up to Jupiter and said, woo, was Elon Musk made to delete that tweet because of an NDA because he went to Jupiter? Like, how did you, this didn't, the, the way people's brains can jump to a conclusion based upon a misconception, it's crazy. It blows my mind. So there was that. And also, Salah thought that Elon Musk posted UFO videos, like a UFO photo, to his Twitter account. It was not. It was a reflection. It was not a UFO or Galactic Federation ships or Earth Alliance ships. That's what Sala was insinuating. But I found this very solid sort of debunk on TikTok of all places. Somebody made a video, but I'll post a clip of it real quick. They did a good job showing how a SpaceX astronaut originally posted this photo. What Elon Musk did is he took the photo, flipped it upside down, cropped it a little bit, and then he added a little bit of a filter or a color grade to it. So it looks a little different, but it is just a reflection from inside uh, that capsule. The mystery of Elon's UFOs has been solved. Thanks to some super sleuthing from my new friend, Barbara. Go give her a follow. So if you guess clouds, satellites, space junk, CGI, Photoshop, water droplets, or my favorite guess, Dogecoins, Sorry, but you were wrong. But if you guessed a reflection off of the glass, you were correct. Because Barbara pointed out a tweet from one of the SpaceX astronauts that he posted of storm spirals over Earth that looks a lot like Elon's picture. And if you flip it upside down and then do a side-by-side -side comparison, you can tell it's the same picture. And what once was in the top left is now on the bottom right and is a reflection of light off of the glass that appears to be an LED light from within the cab taken in a photo by an astronaut so just unfortunate things when you see that happen you know what then you can begin to question discernment and reliability and you know again these guys Sala and Wilcock they're they're great for a lot of information I have their books I still recommend their books but you got to be careful with a lot of the claims that are made about current events I find they they seem to want to really drop a story about current events for their audiences and uh it's too, you know, because way out there. It's a reason I kind of moved away from some of the UFO field I was working with a year or two back because it just got, it got way too much for me. Way too much. I needed more sauce, as they say. <laughs> so I just didn't. I was getting hungry. I couldn't find that sauce. And lastly, Corey. Corey's been an interesting one because he's, you know, I guess getting briefings again, putting them out there, doing content again. But he, uh, he basically put out this post that said... Beware disinfo, 
which is like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, right? Like we've been talking about that for years. Watch out for the infiltrators and controlled oppos and disinfo. But uh, he said, watch out for disinfo and whatnot. It kind of sounded like he was calling out Sala's new girls, Elena Donato and uh, Anyway, Corey said, beware everything else. But then he starts putting out briefings and shit like we're expected to believe him for everything, but not anyone else. But then, you know, as the as they often do, they kind of backtrack, backpedal a little bit and say, oh, I just hear this. I hear this from a source. I'm just here to relay the information, right? It's kind of another cop-out, not gonna lie. It's a little bit of another cop-out there. I've heard it over and over again. Oh, I just hear this. So it's not my fault. I just, I just relay it. Well, okay, well then obviously your sources are shit and you're just relaying garbage. So why should we really listen to that much? But anyway, you know, uh, like I said, I'm not telling you not to listen to any of these guys. You might save yourself some sanity not listening to Charles Ward, though. Not gonna lie. And saving your time from one of saving. But I'm not telling you not to listen to them. I'm just telling you to have a keener eye. Have a closer listen when you do. And try to have an attention span as well. Because sometimes it can take, like, months, if not even years, to really gauge. Uh, it can take, you know, it can take a while. But... You have to just notice the patterns. It's all about patterns. Do they have a pattern of being humble, admitting when they could be wrong, saying I don't have all the information? Uh, do they have a pattern of giving you good information when they make the claims and being reliable, right? Or do they have a pattern of just kind of being all over the place and making content that's not really substantial, doesn't have substance to it, or wasting your time, or having the insiders that fall through and all sorts of stuff, right? And people can be both, right? People can have valuable information about some stuff, but then just go off the wall about other stuff. So, you know, just be careful. Be careful, guys. Be careful who you follow. Uh, and be even more careful with who you invest your precious time, precious energy, precious money into. I don't have a problem with people selling stuff, promoting, having sponsors. There's no issue with that. The problem arises is when people are promoting clear disinformation, clickbaiting, they do a video and mention their Venmo or Cash App account like 800 times in the freaking video or, you know, that uh, I could go on and on. So the problem arises with selling and having sponsors when the actions aren't ethical or aren't, you know, don't have integrity. So wanted to clarify that before I go. That's the first episode for Clickbait of the Week, guys. We'll see what kind of panties this one puts in a bunch. I'm sure it will. <laughs> I'll be back with another one uh, sometime soon. We'll see what all the influencers out there say. See you, everybody.